That's a nice coat. Thank you. The staff got it for me with some T-shirts. You know, they're, yeah, you're they're big very, on the branding here. Which yeah, is, it's for those of you listening, it's a gray zipper jacket mm-hmm. with a John the 23rd logo on it. Yeah. Now, I will say, you have one accessory that beats everyone else, mm-hmm. and that's the Roman collar. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it just, it really, the black and the white and then the logo and the gray, it all really It's just, a complete picture. Yeah, it's like we planned it for you. Yes, but yeah, you exactly. are, you're officially blinged out for John Carter. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael here with my friend and compadre, Father Jeff Macbeth. Great to be with you once again. Hey, here we go. Episode three. Man, it just, you know, uh, rolling pe- along. People listened to the first couple episodes. They did. I, I had many you, a comment. <laughs> were you surprised? I was surprised. I am I am always humbled by the amount of people that put up with whatever we put out for 23 minutes each week. So mm-hmm. glad and- to have you all with us. Uh, how are you doing, Father? I'm doing well. You doing just well, thank you. Got back from vacation over the week. Well, you were gone last week on vacation, right? Was it rest restful? It was very you? restful. Just nice time away with some priest friends and just hanging out. And that's good. What do priests do when they vacation together? Is it all prayer and seriousness at all times? We might have fun for like five minutes. That- <laughs> I know better than when no that. one's looking. When no- <laughs> Otherwise, it's just contemplation. Yeah, yeah. Just Ta- table readings at the meals. Very serious prayer. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. one continual mass. Yeah. Everyone takes a homily. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's allowed. Actually, can you have more than one homily in a mass? Probably not. I don't think so. We've one, never tried it. One's enough. I think that's sufficient. That not meant to be offensive, by the way. I didn't mean like mm-hmm. enough. Like we don't want any more. Just right. like. Yeah, the human brain can only absorb so I'll, much. Another night of crying myself to sleep, but that's another okay. Night. I will, I will. Um, your jacket will wipe your tears for you. <laughs> so you've got to. <laughs> it's not. It's not super absorbent. I think that's the idea. Yeah. That may, I touch, be, may I touch? May I touch it? Can you guys hear this on the microphone? The I can hear it. On the I can microphone. hear it. Yeah. This reminds me of like those, you know, those YouTube videos where people like they like. It's all about sound. Oh like, yeah. Like like combs and. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we're on 1940s radio or yeah, something. We're making <laughs> making sound effects. Is this felt? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh. I got to be ready for your jokes. <laughs> they come they come too fast, and then I end up looking like a fool. Hey, so this weekend, August 21st, is the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. I like it when this happens because it's just kind of a fun little. It is. It's like last year, I believe. Halloween was on a Sunday, the 31st of October, and it was also the 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time. So that one, oh. that was fun, too. Um, but I, me- I think I mentioned before, this is kind of a cool weekend at the parish because it's the celebration right. of our very first Sunday Mass ever when we were over at Perrysburg High School. So it's always kind of fun to look back and think about what has happened. And uh, this was not only the, the correct date, it's the actual date. I believe it's the same Sunday of ordinary time as well, but not the same cycle. I don't think it was the same oh, sure. the same year. Um, but that's kind of cool. So, and our it'll be our first time doing it with a new pastor. So, and I think it's a great occasion to mark because it just reminds us of how central the mass is to our our faith. Yeah, you know that uh, 
that's what we're all about. And the, at the end of the day is, is joined together for, for the Eucharist. Were you as a kid drawn to mass? Like, I feel like my jacket's distracting myself. It is, <laughs> it is kind of loud. I kind of like it though. Is, is, are you getting warm now? Um, no. no. So I'm, 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 I'm in this quandary of whether to stay, um, He'll stay fro- to stay not cold <laughs> or to this eliminate one other distraction. You can, I support you whichever way I will you want to go. stay perfectly still. <laughs> if you hear a move, folks, you'll know it. That's right. You'll, the world will know it. It'll sound like thunder. Okay. So my, <laughs> my, my question was, in the distance. <laughs> my question was, um, were you drawn to mass as a kid? Oh, I, Never minded going. Um, I struggle with it though. Like in like in junior high years, you know, yeah. it's like let's just get this over with, sure. you know. And it was it was not my thing. I think that's maybe a preconception that a lot of people have that priests always liked mass, you know, and they were <laughs> like, always the, right, excited about it, yeah. right, in love with it, and all these kind of things. And just like with so many people, I had to grow into it, appreciate, come to appreciate it more. Yeah, uh, the tech retreat was good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just other experiences that I've had then since then over the course of my life. And so I was always drawn to music at mm-hmm. mass. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I played mass a lot as a kid. Did you ever play mass? Oh, I went two different directions. Uh, so I had played for mass. Oh no, I pretended I was having mass. No, yeah. I don't think I did, which is ironic. I don't know if I've talked. Point. I had, I was very self-absorbed. It was St. Michael's parish. Cause why not name it after yourself? Sure. Obviously. I was both the priest and the organist because I couldn't decide which one I wanted to be. Sure. Obviously, I I decided later on in life. Right. Um, but I liked playing mass. We would use Cheez-Its mm. for communion. Do you think you can put a call in to see if we could get that done in real life? Cheez-Its? Yeah. Uh, I'm it a sound, big fan of Cheez-Its. It sounds like Jesus, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I crossing the line at this point? I think I might. This, this uh, might be one of these episodes we have to redo. <laughs> So anyway, no, I was just wondering, you know, the, the centrality of mass to who we are as a parish, to who we as, are as church, I'm talking big church, yeah. not just John the 23rd. Um, you know, I think the rhythm of mass, and I hear that from people too, those that have been away for, for a long time, you come back to mass and it's like the rhythm of the ritual kind of draws you back in, yeah, which is kind of fun. So anyway, it, big it things- did help when I was um, 16 and started playing guitar for mass. Um, that really helped enter into. Yeah. A mass when you're participating in that way. Do you remember the first song you ever played at mass? Mm, I don't think I knew it actually. I was like, we're not starting off really well here. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know the song. I wasn't leading. I was just you were, like background. You were like the backup singer or the backup, backup guitar player. Backup guitar player. My first song was "City of God." Oh. Awake from your slumber, arise oh. from your sleep. Wow. Fifth grade. Wow. I still remember it like yesterday. That is. That is something. It, it, it needs a good tambourine in that song, though. <laughs> on the refrain, always bring the tambourine. <laughs> Since you were a one-man show, you could have like put one on your knee and just shook it the whole time. Oh, oh no, this was at a legitimate mass. This wasn't oh, like, not your home mass. No, this was at, uh, my, at my grade school. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Here's me playing City of God in my basement. <laughs> Awake from I'm your slumber. Not judging. My stuffed animals in the congregation <laughs> right. might have happened. I yeah. built, this is embarrassing, I built a tabernacle. Oh, it had a it, it had Lincoln a, logs. No, it was like built. I made it out of wood. Mm. Yeah, I'm such a nerd. Wow, this is really telling a lot, isn't it? Did, did your parish use that for Holy Thursday? For, <laughs> for the altar of repose. <laughs> right. I don't think I don't think we celebrated the sacred triduum. We were wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I had other, I had bike rides to go on, people to play with. Oh, you mean your family? I thought you meant your parish. And I was like, wow. <laughs> no, I was. <laughs> 
Now I was back to the basement. The same. <laughs> we are not connecting today on this conversation. Oh, it's too many. It's too many parishes that we're talking about. Right, and throw in a basement or two, and it just. Yeah, no, I do remember going to like Holy Thursday, Good Friday as a kid. Loved that. That was a big tradition. And I think that is actually a lot of those those liturgies inspired me to want to be able to do it sure. myself as a musician. Nice, it's because. I mean, there's no better week of the year, right? Right. We, we enjoy doing those. So, All right. Well, hey, let's get into the reading for this weekend, shall we? The 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time, still going through the Gospel of Luke. We're in chapter 13, verses 22 to 30. Would you like to read it, Father? Would love to. All right. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then will you stand outside knocking and say, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, We ate and drank in your company, and you taught in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the peoples, all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourself cast out. And people will come from the east and the west, and from the north and the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. Thank you. Uh, I I was kind of looking at this reading. I, you'll be so proud of me. I already am, but go ahead. Well, that's so nice of you. Uh, I looked a little bit in advance at the readings we were going to be talking about today, and uh, in my Magnificat app, the you know it always gives like a little synopsis mm-hmm. before it gets into all the readings. For this Sunday, the the first sentence it said it was perhaps the most horrifying scenario imaginable is to stand outside knocking on a locked door only to hear the Lord respond, I do not know where you are from. Yeah. And I, I never thought of it in that, that kind of way before. Well, especially when, when they thought they, they knew him. You know, we ate and drank in your company and you taught in our streets. Yeah. You know, we're, we're connected here. Yeah, we're friends, right? We're close friends, mm-hmm. right? But it, it struck me that um, even our day and age with social media, just the whole idea of friends, mm. you know, like... Facebook friends or like Jesus. I, I like you. Yeah, I followed you on Instagram. You know, <laughs> I, I clicked like on the things that I liked. Sure. I once tried to convince uh, my now 10 year old that I was friend. <laughs> I was friends with Justin Timberlake because I could like see all his pictures on Instagram. I was like, look, we're friends. He, yeah. Like I get, I see access to all his pictures. Yeah. And she didn't buy it. JT and I were close. Yeah. <laughs> JT and I, I even know the acronym for his name. Come on. Um, I think you're so right though. I think, Friend has become a kind of a loose term, right? Mm-hmm. Even sometimes a word that we don't use a whole lot, I don't think, anymore is acquaintance, right? Right. People that we're acquaintances with versus friends versus like you and me, BFFs, or <laughs> or or whoever it may be. Like there's, there's different um, intimacies or depths to the friendships and the relationships that we have in life. And when it comes to our faith, you know, I think we learn so many times about our faith in a way that, you know, God loves you intimately. He knows 
he knew you before he formed you. He knows the number of hair hairs on your head. You know, all of these things that we hear from scripture or even in our in our personal prayer life, when we, we think about our relationship with the Lord in prayer, we think of somebody probably that we want to, want to feel close to. So sometimes I think in faith we take for granted like, well, if I knock on the door, the Lord's going to answer it, right? But we don't think about, well, what happens if he didn't, right? Right. Yeah. It only has to do with our response to that invitation to have that real relationship with Jesus and not to just be, you know, uh, a casual acquaintance. You know, it just it struck me again like you're trying to pr- pretend that you were friends with Justin uh, Timberlake. I don't know what you mean pretend. I mean, it's real. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. No, keep, keep going. <laughs> but, you know, it, we can convince ourselves of that. Like, hey, you know, we're connected somehow. Mm. Um, but, you know, does Jesus want us to be just sort of loosely connected uh, or does he really want to have us come into his home yeah, um, and to really share in, in his life. And it takes effort. Um, you know, that statement at the beginning, Lord, will only a few people be saved? You know, maybe we're still asking ourselves that, that quarter question today, like who's in, who's out, you yeah. know? And it's interesting, Jesus doesn't give an answer, really. I mean, he doesn't give a percent or a number. Um, but he says, strive to enter through the narrow gate. Like, it takes some effort, you know, on our part. But at the end, you know, he talks about how everyone will come from the east and the west and the north and the south and we're a client table in the kingdom of God. So there's this this openness mm. that, you know, God wants everybody, like in the whole world, to come and be part of his his household and part of his his family. Mm-hmm. But we have our part to play in that response to that invitation and how we live that out in a in a real way and not just as a you know, hey, we were in the same room together kind of a thing yeah the the room where it happened <laughs> little little hamilton reference for you uh yeah i, I think too that so, so many times you know that question that you alluded to lord will only a few people be saved it's almost like we're looking to be part of the vip club mm, right mm-hmm. like we want and i think sometimes our churches can also get into that mentality you know we get um inward focused in our churches instead of outward focused you know well, that person sat in my seat that I always sit in. Well, guess what? That could have been the first time they've ever mustered up the courage to go back to church after how many years, and we're worried about what seat they're sitting in. you know. And so we worry about those types of things. But I think Jesus really sets the record straight in the very last line to say that some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. So it's like turning upside down, as usual, because that's what he does, our perception of what we think is to be true or to be expected. And he says, it's not what you think. Stop thinking that way. Yeah. And, um, even that idea of, you know, depart from me, you evildoers that it's, we do evil when we just insist on our own prerogatives and, and hangups and things like that, rather than recognizing what God wants to do. Yeah. And our first reading from Isaiah, um, it's a very, of course it's paired with the gospel intentionally. Um, I will come to gather nations of every language, and they shall come and see my glory. They who have never heard of my fame or seen my glory, they shall proclaim my glory among the nations. You know, Israel was meant to be a light to the nations, not just a little God club in the midst of, you know, a hostile world. Sure. Um, they're meant to be a light to the nations, and Jesus, I think, in our gospel is reminding them of that, that they existed for the purpose of going out to bring everyone 
in. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just, like you said, a little uh, little club. It's a call to evangelization. Yeah. You know, and the phrase that we use a lot in the last 15, 20 plus years has been the new evangelization, right? Like a, a resurgence of evangelizing a culture. And it, it gets, it can be tiring. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. I mean, that's part of that narrow gate, you know, is that we have our our effort to do that and to have our to have God's heart for for others and know that he is uh, desiring them in a relationship mm. with them talking earlier just about uh, people whose children grandchildren have, don't have maybe the same level or practice of faith that uh, that they do that they grew up with mm. um, and to know that you know God has a purpose for their life too and a claim upon their life too and that maybe part of our job is being a light to the nations is to um, just help to shine that light a little bit more. What, what, you know, back to the the concept of like relationship, what are some aspects to you to have, or in your life, in your prayer life, to have like close relationship with the Lord? What are like some aspects of your Mm day-to-day relationship? Yeah, some of that is just the intentionality of of doing it, of making time for it. And sometimes um, it's, it's a little drier than others, yeah. uh, and sometimes it's it's not. Uh, but it's really making yourself available. Um, I'm mean, honestly, there's even some times you know where it's just so busy around here. I'm like, man, I, I didn't need to spend any time with Jesus today, <laughs> you know? And he's just right there in the next room. Isn't that crazy? And uh, yeah, and so we really need to make the the time for that. I think another thing too is to recognize God's. Um, claim on our own life, you know, to know the Father's heart for us mm. in order to have um, God's heart for, for others and know what he has done in our life and that he has made us to go out and share that life with others, not in some, you know, bombastic way. That's not what we're called to do, yeah. but just to recognize God's love for us and his love for others. I, people, I think, appreciate that. too. It's like in the little interactions with people, right? Yeah. So I find... You're right. It's not like hitting people over the head with, you know, churchy things or, or right. religion. It's like just mentioning things that are important to you in your own life or even the relationships that you have with people. I was just uh, somewhere. I was at an office this morning for a meeting and somebody walked in that is a parishioner. And I had I was not planning to see somebody from church today. Uh, but it was that constant reminder that our community of faith is everywhere around us. And it gave me an opportunity to talk about the parish, right? And, of course, the parish is an opportunity to really talk about our belief in Christ. Um, so there's always those little opportunities that present themselves. Uh, and I think as a community, it reminds us that we are not alone in doing it, right? That's what why we're here together. That's why we gather for, back to what you said earlier, the, the centrality of what we do as Mass. You know, we come to break open the Word. We break the bread and then we take that back out into the world every time that we leave it's important to know we're not doing that on our own because um, that can i guess lessen our our fervor for doing that you know sure. when it's just sort of me alone in the world um is a part apart from a community that we know that we're a part of right well and we lean on each other too yeah. so sometimes you're having a great day. I'm having a bad day. Sometimes your coat is noisy and mine is quiet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my coat might be noisy. And well, I don't know if yours is ever going to be quiet at this point. It might, no. Although you're doing a very good job holding, holding still. still. I, right, now you're I part of me. He's he's sweating bullets, people. <laughs> Just, he's trying not to that's move. Fa- that's a fabrication. <laughs> a fabric 
vacation. Uh, oh, that's terrible. I apologize. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, that I find that too, even in um, sometimes like in parenting, that sometimes my patience is good when my wife's might not be mm-hmm. and vice mm-hmm. versa. It's not good when we're both low on patience, then things don't go well. Um, but, you know, when people can play off of each other, you know, we're meant to do these things together. It can be very helpful, you know, all, all very good things. You don't have to worry about patience with your children. So that's good. Yeah. All right. I know we, this, I think this might've been the fastest podcast that has ever gone by. Wow. It, it just zoomed today, but I know we want to close in prayer. So would you please uh, lead us in a prayer as my friend and PFF? Sorry, I'll stop. God bless you. And pastor, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. Help us uh, really to have your heart for others, to know that you look to gather everyone into your embrace, into the life that you have in store for them, and to the meaning and purpose you have for their life, because you've created each and every person to have a relationship with you. Help us to grow in our own awareness of your presence in our life and to do the difficult work and the challenging work sometimes uh, to make that commitment to grow in our knowledge and love and relationship with you each day we ask this lord in your name amen amen in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen Amen. so uh yeah i think this will be as i was alluding to earlier a great weekend just to to remember like the relationship of um our prayer life as we come to mass, our relationship in community as we celebrate that first Sunday mass that we had over 17 years ago, which is crazy to think about because we now, as we go into the 18th year, we can almost buy a lottery ticket. Sweet. I did that on my 18th birthday. Did you? Um, no. I won. I think I won like my very first lottery ticket. It was like oh. $2. $2. And yeah, now you go to meetings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. Uh, I'm going to, take my my issues with me and uh we'll talk to you next week on the 23 podcast we're gonna get father jeff a quieter coat take care